We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we are sponsored by Pacific Catch, sustainable seafood, West Coast style. I actually ordered a little Pacific Catch takeout stuff. What you have? I uh, the Korean. Korean barbecue bowl. It just it hits perfect. The uh the good thing about Pacific Catch is uh well number one, they sponsor us. They sponsor our all of our post game shows as well as this show. Uh they also are a Bay Area based chain. Uh, we, gotta every, stay, we got we got support local. Uh, that's that's the thing, right? Everybody I talk to, they're like I, I have had at least like five, six of my friends that came up to me this week and I was just like, dude, you guys have a Pacific we go there all the time, which I had no idea, Sam. Like they're like, Oh, we go there to watch games with the boys. One of them were like, we go there on date night. I'm like, holy shit. Like, Pacific Cash, this is a this is a Bay Area staple. This is a local staple. So anyway, and they got food for, they got Asian, they got they got Mexican, they got, I mean, they got everything. They got tequila. I mean, dude, what can go wrong? Literally, you you checked off every food group in my diet. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing else, you know? That's, that's it. Maybe, I mean, maybe if they get some breakfast in there for Sundays. Sure. But, but you know, sure. no request. They got burgers. I mean, come on, man, come on. Come on. Uh, all right. Well, technically not a post-game show, but the Warriors played last night in what felt like way too pressure-packed a game for a early November Warriors-Kings game. And, and before we get into it, like my early take on it is the Warriors can sense that things are not going well. Um, you can hear it with everyone talking around it. You got Bob Byers doing media. You got Steve Kerr saying this isn't sustainable. You have Steph talking about it. You got Draymond talking about it. They knew they needed that game, and they know that like they're not where they need to be right now. It was one of the more frustrating games that the mo- the most frustrating part is you don't really get to enjoy how great Steph Curry is because while Steph – makes every three, makes every crunch time shot, you're kind of sitting there and you're saying, at least for me, Sam, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, man, they needed all of this to beat the Sacramento Kings in early November at home, and it just 40, takes away. 
from 47, that. eight and eight with zero turnovers, something no one's done since Jesus. like Larry Bird, 1990. You literally weren't alive. Um, it's like, that's, he, he had to put up that kind of performance to get a W against a, what do we call them, the Kings play in at best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At home. Not good. Um, before we get forward, let's 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 have Tim play Steph's post game audio because I feel like that is the starting point. Steve used the word like unsustainable, you know, for you needing you know basically forty seven tonight. Um, it, does it feel like an added burden early in the season? You know, um, considering it seems like you're always coming back in to, to deficits, all that. <laughs> Not the way I'm playing as a burden because you expect to play like that every night, but um, it's the message of just how fine or thin the margin is of winning in this league. Like, I mean, there's no secret about just how, you know, we have some roller coaster rides in the middle of games and you have. Like I say, you come out in the, in the first quarter and you have a pretty good lead. You have not just a score, but we have control of the game. And then this dude's way too nice. Going, I mean, Malik Monk hits three threes. Lee Fox gets gets going. And you look up and you're you're down. And um, it, it's it's part of our story right now. But it's you know something that we need to to correct if we really want to be a serious team that's going to try to be who we say we are. So. Um, Whatever it takes to make those changes as a, as a group, we got to do that. Throw out one of our favorite words, Andy Lou. Serious. Yes. Nope. Because the only way to describe the Warriors right now is they're unserious. That was kind of eye-opening. <laughs> I actually I, – I, I tend to not listen to, to Steph quotes. You can see he's frustrated, though. Um, I, I think you can tell – because of the way that he went out there and tried to get buckets and then told everyone to get out of his way. You saw him yelling at the ref, getting in front of his face. That was almost premeditated, it seemed, when it happened, right? So uh, you never really see him frustrated, but, man, that is – that's – it takes Steph a lot for one of, I believe, the most patient superstars in all of sports. He's not having it right now. It reminded me of 2020-21 Steph but like 40 games into the season. Um, so on the one hand, I appreciate the urgency in getting there. Like what we're on game 11. There's a lot of season left. Um, you know, it's kind of like, all right, guys, we're not going to get into a five and 15 hole. Like let's get our, let's get our shit together for lack of a better term. But on the other hand, it's like, he's, you know, he's being very polite here, but he seems very frustrated. One quick call up before we move forward. If you yep. want to, we have officially enabled Super Chat on YouTube. Ooh. You can ask us questions. You can even come up on stage with us if you want, but just wanted to call that out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, like, the thing that's just wild for me is Steph's playing about as well as he can play. And it's not just the Sacramento game. It's the whole opening part of the schedule. He looks like he looks like Celtics game four Steph. He looks like back half of I'm going to carry us to the play in because we suck Steph like unanimous Steph. He looks like that right now. And it's got to be frustrating because they just won a title. The two timeline plan is supposed to make it easier for him. And right now he's playing like he has zero help and I have to drag everyone's ass at all times. I think it's also doubly frustrating because he's gone through this before. Mm-hmm. They literally just did this in 2020. And mm-hmm. there were some expectations, you and I, the coach, everyone, that this would be different this season. Uh, but it's not just the young guys that's been frustrating because Wiseman got benched and then Kamingo was terrible, got benched. Moses Moody, I I don't know what Kerr's really. I don't actually blame Kerr for much, but I'm not understanding the Moody stuff where he plays, he doesn't play, he plays, he doesn't play. But that's not really the issue. Bigger issue, Clay stinks. Jordan Poole stinks. Jermichael Green, I thought maybe got benched too early. I think he should actually be in the rotation. Dante DiVincenzo hurt. So those are four guys that if it, like who you can kind of say is a veteran if you're saying he's playing with those those top five players. Dude, those are four guys that are not good right now. So we're just we're not just talking about the young guys. The rest of the Warriors suck. So really, it's three guys for the Warriors that are playing good basketball. It's Steph, it's Draymond, it's Andrew Wiggins. Everybody else is trash. And Looney too. Oh, but yes. right. yeah, but Looney <laughs> only plays twenty five minutes a game, so that's tough. Yeah. Right? Um. That's where the frustration comes in, I think, with their stuff. is not just the young guys that are bad. It's the other guys that you expect to come in, and I expect that Jordan Poole to take a leap. I expect that Clay to look better, but instead he's out of shape. So let's just bite off the bat. That's like almost 40 points a game that you're just not getting. And we're not even – and Sam, we haven't even talked about the defense, right? This team just is a dumb basketball team. So you put all that – again, we saw it already in 2020. How can he have the patience to see it again? Four and seven now. You mentioned Clay Thompson. Do you really think he's just out of shape? Do you think that's what it is? Because I think he's another another terrible shooting night, another yeah. six for 18. Yeah. On the season, he's shooting 36% from the field, 33% from three. Yeah, he's only played nine games, and he's playing 28 minutes per game. But 
I mean, I can maybe count two games in which he's looked good. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even touching the defense. He can't stay in front of anyone right now. Yeah, defense actually the worst part. That's actually the most worrisome part too. I'm not worried. Really worried about the offense. That defense is bad. I don't really know what the like. Is he? Is it really just he needs five more games to get himself in shape at this point, or is this just who he is now and he has to come to? to earth with it and like dial it back and not be like i'm clay thompson i take the most shots outside of steph curry the shooting is insane i mean just the shot the shot taking is insane it's yesterday we saw him take a couple where you're just like uh, like dude even uh, jordan Poole has the opposite issue right now but to me i think clay in a couple weeks i think he gets back to being that person last season where I'm not really like, he'll take better shots. He'll, he'll be in the flow of the offense more. But the issue for me is on defense, man. I don't, will it actually get better in a couple of weeks? <laughs> Cause De'Aaron Fox, even Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, I get De'Aaron Fox is, is a pretty damn good quick point guard who can score. He's been good this season. Malik Monk, Sam, like that guy. I mean, come on. I know he, he's a good offensive player, resurrected his current LA, but that's not a guy that should be blowing by Clay Thompson. It's a, it's a dime a dozen on. bench score. Yeah, yeah, come on. And so, again, you know, I don't know how much I can blame him for that. At some point, it's just injuries got to him. Maybe it's out of shape, but that's where GP2 not getting re-signed. And, and I didn't bring this up in the offseason. You brought this up a lot. The Warriors have one guy right now. That can guard quick guards. And as Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins. Yeah. he can't guard three of them. By the way, he, he can't guard three of over them. Over 40 minutes. Insane. Which is not sustainable, which is like part of like, okay, first off, Steph playing like an alien is generally unsustainable. Like you can't depend on Steph to score 47 points on 24 shots to win games. Like it's just, it's not realistic. Probably not. I mean, he... He might be able to do it a little bit, but, you know, like it's, <laughs> it, but, but the point stands. Um, know, but equally as unsustainable as Wiggins having to play finals minutes uh, in a in November game and like Draymond also having to play like almost 40 minutes. And it speaks to just kind of like something you and I have been talking about, which is like, dude, this roster is painfully thin. You have a lot of it, – it's not just – young dudes young dudes makes it sound like they're 24 25 there are five guys on this roster 21 or younger you're not none of those guys should play in the playoffs maybe one of them will be lucky enough to fight their way into a playoff rotation um which means you have nine guys because you don't want to carry the 15th man who are of the age that should be playoff rotation and one of those guys is andre Godala, who you know when's Andre gonna play? Like Friday, he's kind of a <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, maybe, right? Maybe. You know, so, so all of a sudden, now we're down to eight players in your rotation, and one of them is Jordan Poole, who's yeah. young in his own way. One of them's Clay, who's reconstructed both his legs, and all of a sudden you're you're talking about like who who on this roster is actually profiling as a in their prime two way guy. It's really just, it's really just Wiggins, and to a degree, it's Draymond. Although he plays a complete different position, and that's something they didn't have last year. And it didn't need to be GP two, but you're just looking at this. You're like, dude, they don't even have a Damian Lee. 
honestly. They don't have a Juan Scott Anderson. They don't have guys who are veterans who, you know, it's it's a it's a no it's a Monday in November, and you're like, just just throw them out there to change the flow of the game. They're veterans, they'll do something. I have I said it a week ago, and now I, I <laughs> and no, and now I even more so think that that really was that really is what the Warriors are missing because you know, like the top end Warriors, I still think it, it could be as good as they were last season. I think top end. I know GP two and Auto were were great in the postseason, but I think top end they can get to where they were. But Dude, you're talking about winning 50-plus games and being a third seed, four seed, like what they were last season, two seed on pace. How can that happen now? How can that happen unless, to me, the Warriors need to decide a couple things. They need to decide, hey, we're going to make Jordan Poole's life. Well, number one, Jordan Poole, you've got to figure out what you want to do. Do you want to not shoot the ball? Because if you don't want to shoot the ball, why the hell do we pay you $123 million? Shoot the fucking basketball. Right, so they've he's got to decide to do that. They've got to decide which young guys they want to play and which vets they're going to play. I don't think you can sustainably sit Jamichael Green. I do think he's too good compared to these young guys. He has to play. Dante, he, when he's healthy, he's going to play. But Sam, I think the key part is you got to decide. You got to play Kaminga or you got to play Wiseman. You can't yo-yo. And honestly, you kind of can't go with guys like Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome as much as they have. That's also not sustainable. It's peak, not peak Steve. Right. Peak, peak Steve. Can can we just say that that felt Ugh. like such a message to the front office? To me, um, playing Anthony Lamb over all those guys and Ty Jerome being a godsend. He used the word godsend. It felt like him telling the front office, "You you you're leaving me little choice. You you're not giving me like." playable veterans um i'm gonna go with the guys who at least understand how to play basketball even if they're borderline players you know yeah and those guys are playing their hearts anthony lamb is trying he's coming out there he has energy he he gets it like he might not be an nba player but he knows what to do yeah but he's trying (laughs) his hardest like ty jerome he's going out there he's trying his hardest and i think that's where my frustration with guys last season, like Damian Lee and JTA, I've lost that frustration now because I'm watching Kaminga go out there and he's not ready to play. I'm watching Wiseman moping on the bench. He looks like he doesn't even want to be there. And I'm just like, on one hand, you kind of can't blame them. On the other hand, can oh. you be a professional? Oh, can I, you dis- be- I disagree <laughs> you with you. Um, you I, I didn't want to go here this early, but okay. we're going to go here. The body language... Of those dudes on the bench, Tim, throw this up there for the people watching on YouTube. But um, friend of the show, uh, Sheed on Warriors World tweeted it out. And it's, I'm always used to the Warriors having amazing bench vibes. Dude, the body language of these dudes on the bench, the entitlement. Oh my God. I'm watching Steph Curry, a four time champion kill himself to get a win and these dudes are acting like they're too good for this trade them they're not the future they're not the future in my opinion we're gonna watch this video right now it's 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 going to bother me and i i honestly am a big believer in kaminga's talent more so than wiseman um think wiseman's kind of fool's gold to be honest with you but like it's uh 
you know, everyone's allowed to have a bad day. Camera's always on you, all those things. But it's like that stuff irks me because um, I've never seen young Steph do that. I've never seen I never saw young Clay act that way. And that's that's stuff that I can't uh, I can't co-sign. You know, people want to believe young guys are always going to be the future. I don't know, man. I, I think entitlement's probably the best way to put it there. I think there's this sense of, you know, going into this season, it was very much a they knew they knew that they're gonna get minutes, right? And no matter what they're gonna be, they've high lottery picks, they're always gonna do it. And all of a sudden now, no. And I think that's to your point. All right, we gotta oh, first of all, shout out to awesome for the for the for the for the super the, chat. Uh, the, oh, the original, the first super chat. <laughs> this is a this is a day. This is a day in light years history. This is going to go down November eighth, twenty twenty two. There you go. I'll read it. Is fifty win pace twenty and ten till January uh, twenty four and seventeen possible? I see a bunch of teams tied at forty five to forty eight wins this year. Can they get to sixth? The West is tight. Yes, I mean yes. I mean they ha- they have to. I mean, for the Warriors to win a championship, you probably would prefer them being fourth, right? They were in, they were in third last season, uh, and I think, I think yes. Look, it's w- still way too early. I know Bob Myers had an interview with Tim Kawakami today. He also went on a radio. She, she's trying to like do do damage control. It looks like um, it's still that's early. How, that's how you know? That's how you know it's a thing. Bob's that's, Bob doesn't mm-hmm. talk to the media unless it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I, I, my short answer is I think still long-term, I think you can still bet on it. But what do you think? I think so, too. I think uh, Awesome's broader question, 45 to 48 wins. I'm looking at last year's standings, and you know you got, you got the try-hard Suns with their 65 win only to lose to Luka pace. Uh, probably going to happen again. They're not serious. Um, but everyone else is kind of sitting in that, like, you know, Warriors won 53 games. Uh, Minnesota won 46. It's kind of 50-ish is the range you need to be in to avoid the plan. Uh, you know, it's probably more like 48, but like aim for 50 and you, you're you in that range you're talking about, which is, you know, could be could be the 2-3, could be the 4-5, but like right around where we think the Warriors probably need to be to have, be in good playoff position, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's possible for them to get there, but I do think that's why the urgency is so high right now. Like you, you can't really dig it a hole deeper than what you've dug so far, you know, like, all right, they're four and seven. Um, Maybe they go seven and four over the next 11. Now they're 500. (laughs) You still got work to do after that. That's, that's the point I'm getting at. Like they can't, they can't sustain digging this hole much deeper. I think in the high 40s, like I thought they were going to be comfortably over 52 and a half, I think was the over under. I do if you think it's it's kind of pathetic to look at standings watch right now, but that's where the Warriors are at. And if you look at the standings, you would probably argue that the Suns and Memphis, the Warriors aren't going to catch those two teams just in terms of what they've done in the regular season and how good they are. 
I would say those two teams, the Warriors aren't catching them. They didn't catch them last season. And I and, think and the, U- and the, the Utah same. Jazz, so, Lowry Markinen, right? So those are the ones where I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at Utah and Portland up there. I'm like, I don't know. And then you've got Dallas and Denver, who are two teams that I actually don't know if they're playing that well, but they're winning games, which I think to the Warriors yeah. one, it's like you're not playing well, but you're losing games and you're losing them to bad teams, right? So if we're talking about those are two other teams that the Warriors maybe can't catch up to, all of a sudden you're the five seed at best, right? And then we're talking about these try hard young teams like the and, Pelicans. And then you're and then you're right? a Steph and then you're a Steph ankle tweak away from the plan. Yeah. 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 Which exactly. is which is not great. Um, you mentioned the Bob Myers media tour. Yeah. Um, it went on Tim Kalakami's spoke with Tim Kalakami, also spoke with uh our friends over at 95.7 The Game. Mm. Let's pull up some Bob Myers quotes here because I feel like they are instructive of where we're going with this. Bobby coming out of his hole. Uh, Bobby going, I think we got a team that can compete with all the people in the conference. Thanks, um, Thanks, Bob. Also, he threw this one out there, which I think is the more interesting one. If we can get it up there. He mentioned this one to Tim Kawakami. He goes, I hope he has the right people that he can compete with in the conference. <laughs> he I says, uh, when questioned, you have multiple champions and you've got these young guys, blah, blah. He goes, uh, I know it's been written and maybe too succinctly, but we're always open to anything. Nothing is concrete in this business and it's never been more so in the NBA. Doesn't mean we're doing anything now. We haven't made any decisions, but I have to say, we think we're a contender and we'll evaluate if we're still a contender, what we'll look like many games from now and decide the best course forward. Uh, he went on to talk about kind of how like they could make a move. They could not, but like the general tenor of his tone in both TK and the 95.7 interview to me was one of a GM who yeah. was preaching yeah. patience, but internally felt like might need to make a move sooner than later, uh, which is atypical. It's atypical for what we've known the worst to be. So let, let me ask you, Andy, how do you feel about that? A little more urgency in what he said than I, than I would imagine. Um, if you, if you see his quotes and in, in previous interviews, obviously the Warriors great vibes then in the preseason. So He's going to talk about all these guys looking great, but I think it's pretty obvious that if you're watching, like just like if you're watching Wiseman play, I know, I know everybody says he's only played X amount of games, but just watch the games. It is, it is not something. And I think Kawakami went on 95.7 talking about, hey, uh, if the Warriors, I don't think they will, or is, is going to trade someone, it's probably that guy because it doesn't look like that guy can play with Stefan Draymond. And all you have to do is watch him play and see the lack of maturity and the lack of just feel for the basketball game and know that he's not gonna, he's not a Warriors player, at least for the next two, three years. And that's difficult to – you can only have so many projects. Dude, you talked about the Warriors having six of these guys. Right Shout now, Ryan Rollins. <laughs> right now, if you told me the Warriors had, I know we brought up Jakob Pertl as as someone that they could get. If they had Jakob Pertl on the team, the Warriors are at least two games better. Like they're at least six. Yeah, because there's the math. There's six like and five. 
there's like the um it's simple there's a balloon effect to it it's like one veteran then not only are you not playing a young player but the game's a little easier for moses moody who uh, mature as he is is just 20 and, and like pool. looks yeah exactly pool pool who looked like a budding superstar last year and now looks like the most confused player on earth because he's not ready to carry four players under the age of 21 at all times uh and and i think it speaks to the broader point which i have which i i regret not picking up on more in the offseason yeah. maybe it was yeah. the um yeah. championship was- glow it was the championship close. You know, it was a little hyped on it. Little like, oh yeah, Jamichael and Dante will handle everything. And it's like, that's kind of not how it works. That's you're assuming they're going to be perfect the whole way through, and you're not going to have to throw Damian Lee or a Juan Toscano in there to like just save a game every now and then type of thing. And and I regret making that decision, but it's like, yeah, um, one veteran could have a much more outsized effect for this team than. Uh, th- then like they should in another context, you know, like, yeah. you know, like Yaka is a good player, but like all, all in all, he shouldn't be like tipping the scales that bad, no, but no. like, but like for a te- for a team like this, it's just like one player letting every other player to get into their comfortable role. That might be all it takes for them to go on a, you know, win 10 of 12, you get on like a little streak type of thing, which is, I think if you're looking at, if you're going to be bullish on the Warriors here, I think if you told me Andre's back on Friday, you told me he's on the court, you told me he's helping out with Jordan Poole, you told me Dante's back, and you could put together a, a second unit lineup of Andre. And I know Andre, he's not he's not going to be that good, but you can put him in his IQ next to Dante DiVincenzo and Jordan Poole and Jamal Green. Like, I, I'm not... I'm not mad about that. Like I don't, I don't know if that's going to be as good as the auto border and those GP two lineups, but I, I could tell you that's better than much better than what they have today. Only because of the fact those guys know how to play basketball. That's it. That that's all it is. Because right now, when you watch Kaminga uh, yesterday, we're recording this on Tuesday night. If you watch him play yesterday, he has no idea where to be. I I heard the bench literally say telling those guys we're going they were literally like Kaminga Lamb get on this side the moment they walked in they don't even know where to be on the court it's so bad man. it's so it's... bad <laughs> I don't know where to be and that's 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 both the frustration and like the reason I feel like they're a tweak away from being right where they should be which is contending you know because it's like you you also don't lose that like IQ and that ability like it they just it's not a complete roster that's really what it comes I, down to. I got there's a good question here, it's, Tim. I don't even know if you could ironically Timothy asked this question in the chat, so maybe I'll just read it out if you can't bring it up. Oh, oh here we go. go, there we go. Because I think this is good. If Jay Crowder wanted to come to the Warriors, would you do it? Good on defense, tough player. He wasn't content with playing time in Phoenix, but maybe. What do you think, Sam? I think Jay Crowder would make this team better without even a question. He's a veteran. He knows how to play basketball. He's going to not run into Steph or Clay by mistake on a play, which is what which is what the young guys are doing, honestly. You watch you watch James Wiseman, you watch Kuminga, you watch Moses Moody, they're like getting in the way half the time. Um but 
you know, a trade takes two parts. Are you trading James Wiseman for him? Yeah, right, right, right. You know, it's like one of those things, but it's like, yeah, he does kind of profile as the type of player we're talking about, which is like not a flashy addition, just like add a couple veterans who can do smart things. Like Otto Porter was not a flashy player. He just, he had a specific skill set that fit this team. And then, um, you know, he, everyone played better because of an addition like that. Yeah. To, to his point. Yeah. I, I'm with him. Like Jay Crowder is a perfect fit. Um, and, and, and I think they, they need guys because auto, I would say auto and GB two were higher, higher level veterans. True. Um, I would say lower level would be like Bielitsa. lower mm-hmm. than that would, even though Bielitsa was a vet men guy, but I would say he was still better than Damian Lee and JTA. So you're talking about like three levels of veterans. You're talking about high level veteran auto and GP. You're talking about mid-level veteran belly. And then you're talking about JTA and Damian Lee. The Warriors right now, I would say, probably, like, you would say Dante's maybe a high-level veteran. Jermichael Green's probably, like, mid-level-ish veteran. Andre's probably at the lowest because he just can't get on the court. But none of those guys are playing. So you could argue if the <laughs> like, to your point, if the Warriors even had the low-level veterans like JTA and D-Lee, that would solve a lot of issues. And again, I would say probably two games better than they are right now. Probably six and five. Like, it's just, it's that. It's They probably don't lose to uh, Charlotte, right? They probably don't lose to to Detroit or Orlando mm-hmm. or one of those. Like, they probably just win two of those games. It's a two-three road trip. It's disgusting, but you get two wins. Instead, they throw these kids out there and so five. And honestly, by the end of the, ro- by the, end of the road trip, like you and I said, we knew that the Warriors weren't going to win. Because they just don't have enough guys, and and all of a sudden the the all of a sudden Steph and them were coming out here, and they look they look awful. All right, you got a new link. You looks like you got a new quote up here to show. Yeah, I actually want to pivot the conversation okay, here. Let's go. Uh, friend of the show, Warriors World, <laughs> threw this one out there. A few years removed now, which three players would you take in 2020 and 21 lottery with the Warriors picks? Obviously, a uh, a hot button topic. Okay. Um, but I, I've been thinking about it because I'm not willing to throw in the towel on 2021. But I'm kind of out on Wiseman in 2020. Okay. Let's do that one. You can do, you can t- you can tell me I'm right. You can tell me I'm wrong. Um, it's year three. He looked awful for most of year one missed year two and i think the thing that's more frustrating to me watching him in the early part of this season it's not that he is in a you know he makes mistake it's his attitude man like people people want to say kuminga has a bad attitude i have never seen kuminga not set a screen for steph and then throw his hands in the air like an entitled brat because he didn't get the ball I, I don't see him like kind of slunking his head and doing some of the stuff that Wiseman does. Good kid, bad kid, irrelevant. Like that, the attitude just sucks. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. It's it's like I'm not it, a huge believer in the skill set, like a big man in general. Like that type Joel of big, Embiid, right? Unless you're Joel yeah, Embiid, he's, he's not. He's, right? Yeah, exactly. He's he's not really that perimeter based. He's kind of a big from the '90s which is ironically the player the Warriors destroy. Um, so in general, like, I, I, I will admit those are all my biases. I, I, like, I'm not programmed to give him the benefit of the doubt in general. With that said, like, we're near three, and, like, I think it's 
it's at least fair to stop with the charade of him being the future and the upside being through the roof and, and have an honest conversation that they probably messed up the pick. Um, I, so two things. Number one, I think it, it reeks of someone that has, and it's not surprising, has never sacrificed anything to win. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious that he's never done that. It's pretty obvious that he's always been the best player, and um, he never really actually had to do anything to actually win. He never had to play defense. He never actually had to rebound, block shots, uh, actually play real basketball. And I think we're seeing that now. It's He's kind of gone by on just being being an athletic. So uh, LaMelo Ball, number three, I think that's – I don't know. But let's, let's keep going I know down. The, I know that's not your guy. But. Yeah, let's keep going down the list. <laughs> and by here. the way, Melo hasn't played this year, but I still think of all the players – you know what? I'm gonna pull up the. Uh, I have the list. I'm gonna read some out to you, Samuel. Well, let's let's get, let's get um. Oh, okay. Let's get Tim to throw it up here yeah, for those watching. Smart. But yeah, yeah, we're you know smart. We're gonna read it up. So um. Oh, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be so. You, good. Use my link. It's it's okay. easier. Um, yeah, just okay. it'll it'll scroll faster. But yeah, okay. Lamelo went number three. Obviously, okay. uh, that would be my number. I think Lamelo is the best player in the draft. Sorry, like uh, I like him more than Ant Man, even though I. I'm oh, there are players that I would rather have than than that for the Warriors. Oh, easily. Uh, okay, easily. but I still think he's the most talented. So okay. like, can we can we scroll in on this a little bit? All right, and, by four. the way, Ant Man's been disappointing this year, right? So I mean, obviously, I think he's yeah, he be a better fit, I mean, I mean he's that he's. I thought he was going to take a the step this year, and that's not happening. Yeah, kinda, it, might, it might be fit. It might be just all right. Patrick so Williams. Yeah. Isaac Okoro, mm. Nkongu. Yeah. Better, I mean, better. yeah. Um, Rim runner, big pro- profiles as, you know, never going to be a star, right? I think Isaiah Stewart's in this draft later on, but profiles as a guy that probably ends up, ironically, he's on the, on the Hawks where Clint Capello plays, but like profiles as someone like him. Yeah, they they need to decide one of them, but um, I like they, maybe they don't. Like maybe it. they can just go with the two the two pronged approach. That, yeah. that honestly, honestly, I would love to do that with Looney. Have one of those guys in Looney. Forty eight minutes of great Facts. center play. The uh, next guy stink. Everyone else stinks. Killian Hay sucks. Yeah. Obi Toppin better mm-hmm. than Wiseman, but I'm not <laughs> not dying over him. Yeah. Denny uh, uh, can't do anything. Okay, Devin Vassell, number eleven. That's a dude. He's having. He's yeah. having a season. Took him till year three to break out, but like that is, he's everything the Warriors don't have right now, which is a actual two way wing. I mean, obviously they have Andrew Wiggins, but like with Clay's injury, like they desperately need another guy who can both hit shots and actually like D up. Um, the next pick I know is your guy. Yeah. Well, these these two guys are my guys, Devin Vassell and Tyrese Halliburton. I would take these guys over anybody in this draft except for Edwards uh, because they could play right now. If you put these two guys on the Warriors, they are playing 28 minutes a game. They are Moses Moody, but actually way better. Like we like Moses Moody because we, we feel like he's smart enough. He can shoot a little bit. He does all the right things. These guys actually are good. Moses Moody, we still don't know. These You're talking about Tyrese Halberton and, and Devin Fassell. And, and honestly, Devin Fassell, both of these guys are – Phenomenal basketball players would play for the Warriors. Steve Kerr would understand immediately how to play with it. Just I mean, both of these guys are going to get $100 million contracts. I mean, Halliburton way more than Vassell. Maybe Vassell's a little bit less, but these guys are going to be players in the NBA for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Isaiah Stewart at 16 is yeah. why. Yeah. I mean, how many times do I have to watch him? <laughs> <this one>? Honestly. <laughs> 
Um, we it's embarrassing when he put his shoulder into Wiseman and like and Dude. like I've watched Piston games because I love me some Cade Cunningham and I I assure you I assure the listeners Isaiah Stewart has never done that move in his life and he saw <laughs> Wiseman and said I'm about to fucking eat <laughs> he said that's food <laughs> I got a I got a text from a uh, an agent who goes the in the 2019 hoop summit Isaiah Stewart did that to James Wiseman and I felt very bad for James Wiseman. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, still a thing. Uh, other players in this draft, I would rather have Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay. Yeah. It's easy. Sadiq Bay is just good. Yeah, that's um, that's classic people underrate the upside because he's, you know, second or third year player and he's not the quickest. And, um, you yeah, know, maybe that'll be Moses Moody over time. Shoots it at a good clip, a little streaky, but I mean, he's a wing. <laughs> a little streaky. Yeah. yeah, yeah a little, sure. little, just a little. I'm on, I'm on fantasy team. So I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of those streaks right now. Yes, correct. <laughs> Preston Joshua is not, I mean, uh, I, I guess I'd probably rather have Wiseman, but really? Uh, he's not now, I'm, now I'm just hate, now I'm just yeah sorry Tyrese Maxey obviously better sure, yeah um doesn't doesn't address the Warriors issues but objectively better Jaden McDaniels that's a fascinating one because I love me Jaden McDaniels um he kind of can't really shoot but defensively just a monster not the player I'd take at number two but absolutely a value player and still very good and then um probably yeah, rather he, have him than Wiseman right now honestly. Probably he, he's a multi position. They need Jane McDaniels can guard guys on the perimeter. That's something that no one on the Warriors can do. And then <laughs> um Desmond Bain. Yeah, obvious. Yeah. Desmond, Desmond Bain. Bain, a guy who, you know, it's ironically, Desmond Bain reminds me of the Warriors core guys where they're like, well, you know, Draymond, he's not gonna be as good as this athlete, but then he ends up being better than them. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, well, you know, he's not gonna be as good as xyz with you know jan vesely or whatever it may be and he ends up being better than him and there's just an irony to the warriors falling for um falling for that same bs that they beat everyone on honestly there's no other way to put it you uh you had a good tweet i wish we could throw that one up now uh (laughs) actually i actually have multiple people send me that tweet (laughs) which one did i which one was about the the self-loathing one i i was i was uh the Warriors have to go through an X amount of self-loading to literally they they win based on IQ and skill. Oh uh, yeah, chemistry and they and then they decide like you know what we're gonna draft a really dumb player, <laughs> but really athletic, and they've done it twice. And again, it's you know Wiseman can still get there, and and Kaminga, I'm with you. You know Kaminga can very much still get there, which is. I don't even know if I want to do the 2021 draft results because I actually think I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a little more time yeah. on that one. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, if you were if you were the Warriors and you really understood, like, hey, here's why Draymond Green's so great, you would never draft Wiseman. You would you would have traded back and 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 got Halliburton. The Warriors loved Halliburton. It was obvious they loved him. So it's not like they they. they There's. Uh, I mean, how many how many different versions of the Warriors scouts love Halliburton? article did we get and yeah. like you watch Halliburton play once you're like yeah that's a Steve Kerr player right there literally watch him play for two minutes yeah exactly you know you know um Franz Wagner another guy who um I don't know if he's gonna be a superstar but the dude's playing 25 minutes right now in the Warriors easy easy no no issue he can defend he can pass he can cut he can shoot like there's no like Kaminga's trying to figure out how to do one of those things and Franz Wagner can go on the court right now and do all of them. 
and that's yeah. where the Warriors are, have, have problems. Oh, we got we got a we got a caller. Oh, now. oh, okay, let's go. Let's go. There we go. Hey, Sean, what's up, man? Can you hear me? Or we can hear you. What's going on? Okay, great. Um, I just wanted to talk about the game and just the current state of the Warriors. Uh, really much needed four days off for the Warriors that like I don't have to watch them, which is nice. <laughs> but um, where I'm at, you guys talked about the draft, and I really liked your analysis on that, except the whole Lamelo over Edwards thing. But whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, I really like. Moses Moody and I think they should keep him obviously um I'm kind of borderline on Kaminga um obviously you guys talked about the the mind not being there but the talent is there where I think he can be a, a talented uh a player in our system I definitely think um Wiseman probably has to go because of the salary that he's taking up and I really like to see the flexibility of the Warriors roster with that extra $10 million available and seeing who could, who they can get. Because at this point, it, everybody knows there needs to be a move that needs to be made. And you could, you, like you guys uh, saw, Bob Myers kind of hinted at that, which I'm really excited to see how they pivot. And uh, one thing I also want to talk about was the Warriors system. It never, it never relied on athleticism except the one exception was Andre Iguodala, in my opinion. But he was so smart, and he really understood the game. And I, I'm so confused why the Warriors fell into this trap, like where it's like draft the 19-year-old with these intangibles and like super athleticism. And uh, yeah, that, that was one of the things that I was like kind of disappointed about. And the last thing I wanted to say was I, I'm really nervous about Clay in the one point is I love his shooting. Like I'll always love that, but his cutting has been really disappointing me. And that was the one thing in the dynasty that the Warriors were able that clay, like I really loved was his like his in paint percentage, like on those cuts, like he was chef's kiss from and and his layups. Like it was really fun to see him in the fast break and make those cuts and Draymond hits him and he it, it was it was easy money. And he just really hasn't had that touch. And um yeah, I really hope they establish him as a cutter or he gains his confidence or whatever. He's frustrated. Back. But yeah, yeah he's pretty much all I have to say. I love it. I, I got an analogy Sean. for you, by the way. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, appreciate the call. What were you going to say, Uh Yeah, I got a, I got an analogy. All right. So this is, this is, that's a great call, by the way. Holy shit. Yeah. This is how, this is how we're going out. I love it. Um, This is the Warriors. They, they, they essentially, they found their wife, right? With Steph, hear me out. With Steph, Draymond, Clay, <laughs> they found their wife, Igodala. It's like the perfect, you know, woman for, for me and, and you. For the perfect woman, it's like, hey, she has everything, and you just know it, it doesn't get any better than that. And then what? The, what Joe Lacob did is say, <laughs> we're we're gonna go, and, and you know how it's like, we're gonna go and we're gonna date the hottest girl, but you just know it's not going to work in terms of marriage. You just know it's just, it's good for like a summer fling. It's good to go on a few dates. It's good. It's good to go out with her, have some fun, have drinks. But when you talk about actually having a relationship, not good. So you fall into that trap. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. And the warriors fell into that trap where they're like, <laughs> you know what? Seven foot two, seven, eight wingspan. Kuminga jumps out the gym. You're just like, we need these hot. We need these hot players. And then you go and you end up with them. And all of a sudden, where are you now? All of a sudden, she's as toxic as, as possible, right? And you're, you're like, dude, you know what? 
Steph, Draymond, Clay, it would, we probably should have just gone back to, to, to the non-toxic, stable, elite marriage that you had. And, and look at the Warriors now. Look at them now, Sam. Look at them now. Blinded by. Look at them now. <laughs> just thinking, thinking they can change them. That's that's also the part of it. It's like, oh yeah. It's like we've been, you know, yeah, we have stability, but wait until we teach someone with higher upside how it could be. And that's that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Um, you know, it 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 could change. <laughs> History suggests it's unlikely to change, but <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, have at it. I'm sure I'm sure James Wiseman will, you know, change and stay. I still I still stay believe in it. on Friday night and cook for you. you know? <laughs> I don't know. By the way, that's like an opposite problem. I would say maybe the girl the usually the girls have the problem where they're like, uh, or they're like, he's gonna change. Anyway, you know what? 10 o'clock on a weeknight. We appreciate everyone joining. Uh subscribe. Oh, let's pull it, let's pull this up before we get out of here. Let's pull up Tim, if, super producer Tim. Appreciate you. Let, let's pull this up before we get out of here. For everyone, <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, if if you aren't uh, five stars, let's get out of here with this. This this uh, this is for you, Andy. It's such a pull up every year. How self hating do you need to be to continually want to change what made you a dynasty? The uh, yeah. 2022-23 Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah. We'll be back. We'll have some fun with with Cleveland. They they got this one out the way. Hopefully it'll be better. But we appreciate everyone. Subscribe. Five stars. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.